Welcome to Notes from MyRSportsDaily.com. I'm your host, Grayson Long. With me, as always, is Jamie Uyama. Jamie, I forgot to do, I forgot to do the intro music. Oh, what a goofball. What a goofball. It happens. All right. Well, thank you, for everyone, for joining the show. I'm all flustered because I didn't start the show the correct way. But that's the podcast will have the it's, intro. It's, it's, the podcast will have the, the good intro, and that's what, that's what matters to us. So um, it's uh, Friday, uh, May 12th. We're going to be talking. We're, we're going to do a big recruiting roundup today. Um, I, I think this, this might actually be kind of a weekly thing and, and maybe there's enough news to where, um, we don't have to, uh, there's enough news that we, we can fill the Tuesday, Thursday slot with like other content, but I think we should do a recruiting roundup kind of every week going forward, at least into June, because there's going to be so many, as we're going to talk over today, there's going to be so many, um, visitors and official visits and big recruiting weekends that um, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot to talk about there. So uh, we're going to be talking about that today. Thank you everyone for joining the show. Um, I I first, before we get going, I want to talk to everyone about esqclothing.com. ESQ clothing uh, founded by Ga Wang, a Notre Dame alum. He's got the world's first bamboo shirt that you've seen on Marcus Freeman all over the place. You've seen it at the White House. You've seen it at the Kentucky Derby. You see it on all the recruiting visits that he's taking. And uh, it's uh, it has stretch. Jamie, it, we, we, we've we've talked about it before. It has stretch. It feels really good on the body. It's light. Light, airy, uh, machine washable, odor resistant, wrinkle, wrinkle, wrinkle resistant. And so you're going to want to check that out at esqclothing.com and upgrade your shirt game, Jamie. It's never too late to upgrade your shirt game. All right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be going to a wedding and I'm going to be, uh, on, in June, I'm going to be wearing my ESQ shirt because that, because I want people to think I'm classy and it's a classy thing to do. So that's what I'm going to do for ESQ clothing. All right. Um, thank you everyone for joining the show. Pat O'Doherty is here. Pat O'Doherty, I don't remember, I don't recognize your name, but he says it's Friday. Can't wait for the show. Go Irish and keep up the great work. Thank you for being here, Pat. I really appreciate that. CFB Hertz is here. He says uh, Notre Dame recruiting is moving in the right direction. Still a long way to go. Um, I think that's a good way to look at it. I think that's kind of where I come off. And um, Jamie, Pat O'Doherty says, and this is this is wonderful. This is wonderful. Who said it, Jamie? Who said it? Last last uh, last show. Now that Nebraska has offered Rezac, I'm on board. Being from Omaha, it's pretty interesting. Nebraska fans are definitely questioning rule and what took him so long. And what um, was my big what was my big point yeah. last week, Jamie? What was um it? first of all, I also gotta mention that Pat O'Doherty added the the LOL emojis in there too. You know, so that he's saying it in jest. Right now, no, 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 hard. no, no, no. I, I think that's true, but it's but yeah. it is like, look, but, but he's he's saying that because there are people that feel that way, yeah. They're that I, I mean, I don't think the person who was making big complaint about it is going to show up today, so that's probably what's gonna uh, and I hope Xander does, and I hope he does yeah. because because that was because that was the point I was making is that look. I'm sure Nebraska fans want to know why why is Notre Dame after this Omaha guy and we're not we're not on him. We're not offering yeah. him. And so they send the offer. And in our opinion, it, that's gonna be too little too late. And so yeah. they missed the boat. And that's unfortunate. So that's um that's yeah. the way it goes. Uh Aiden Curtin says, My vote is for ESQ. So thank you for that, Aiden Curtin. And um if, and thank you everyone for joining the show so far. If this is your first time uh listening to the show or if you're catching us on replay you've never caught the show and you like what you hear hit the subscribe button go for it you know uh, get the show out there uh we're close to six thousand subscribers that would be awesome if we could hit that uh before the next show um and hit the like and uh check us out on uh, itunes and uh on spotify as well apple apple uh apple pods the link is in the description below all right jamie Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the latest things. Speaking of linebackers, there is uh, there was another linebacker, Jamie. I'm very interested to get your thoughts on kind of kind of what what Notre Dame is doing at linebacker right now because they they've got um, they've got the offer out to Rezac, right? They've got the offer out. To, we think that they are going to. Um, we think that they're going to, that eventually Kennedy Urlacher is going to end up at linebacker, right? Just because of his style, you know, his style in the game uh, and, and the way that he plays. 
And and then they put out another uh, offer this week to uh, Kamori House, I think it is, from St. Yep. John Bosco. And he is another guy who is in the same kind of mold as Rezac, in my opinion. They have skimmler, skimmler, similar skill sets. and uh, Skimmler as well. Skimmler, yes. Uh, and, and they have similar skill sets. And, and they have kind of the same body type, too. I think Rezac is a little bit taller. Um, yeah. And I think, I think in my opinion, Rezac is the better athlete between the two players, but they're both very similar. And obviously House is from uh, St. John Bosco. He's, he's teammates with Kingston. Uh, Villamea uh, Asa. I don't know how to say Asa. his last name. Asa. Asa yeah. yeah. Uh, Villa Asa. So um, that they're teammates. And, and I think it's smart for Notre Dame to get in on that program because A, it's a top program. And B, they don't have the, the tradition of being like a feeder system into USC or UCLA. They're like, like a national, I would say national, yeah. like in yeah. terms of where guys have gone. I mean, certainly they've had, they sent guys to Ohio State. They sent guys, I believe, to Georgia. Um, I mean, DJ Wongale was uh, 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 the quarterback there. He ended up at uh, Clemson. Like, um, I think I think Josh Rosen was a Bosco guy too. And then yeah. obviously he was a UCLA guy, right? That's like UCLA. they're 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 definitely not a USC feeder school. Like it seems like modern day is in a lot of yeah. years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brandon, uh, Renshu says skimmler smill sets. So that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's what we're going to go with. But tell me about, uh, tell me about Kamari house, Jamie. What, what did, what did you see in him? Um, how do you think he fits into the class, uh, at this point? Well, I mean, I liked him. I thought, yeah, he was a really, um, explosive laterally. That was, that was the, the best way to put it. Like I, I yeah. thought he was. I think in terms of that, he was a little bit more impressive than, mm. than Rizak for me. Mm. Um, uh, just just from that perspective, obviously Rizak's bigger. I'd say Rizak's probably a little bit faster. Yeah, maybe not, but just not as quick, right? Straight straight uh, but, line. I mean, Rizak. straight line. But I I mean, I would say house. Like you see him like like run deep with like vertical threat. Uh, um, you know, out, out of the slot. He's a guy who lines up on the edge quite a bit, as you can kind of see here, right? And he makes uh, a ton of plays, like just where, like that kind of play there too, where you think, okay, he's got to go through, um, you know, like go through the block. But if you're that kind of explosive, you can do that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Where you like jump and avoid and, and lateral explain back. Um, and, that, and that's kind of where, uh, um like he kind of really stands out to me right is that kind of like reactive athlete i always call it like reactive athleticism right so yeah like a guy goes down and chasing the perimeter i think what it says is that they're kind of looking for that well one uh you know i mentioned uh you know in the last couple of weeks that they more guys who are kind of like safety types are like ending up as NFL players, guys who are converted safeties. Like, so going all the way back to like Jimmy Johnson at, at Miami, that was like a thing, turning safeties into linebackers to get more speed on the field. And so it's always been a thing, but now you're really starting to see where it's just, the game is different. So it's less like of that old school, um, you know, old school Mike Thumper types. Um, and you get more of these guys who are just athletes. Right, that you think, oh, this guy checks these boxes athletically, and we're going to convert him into the kind of linebacker we see. And I would say, if I was going to look at House, he's just kind of like more of like a chess piece kind of guy for Bosco. That's kind of how they use him. Um, and I mean, similar to, to to Rizak as well. And that's how I would kind of put it with um, with House and these guys. And it's similar to JOK, and I'm not wouldn't put either of those guys on JOK's level. Like even I know JOK wasn't the highest rated guy, but mm. um, I had him as a four star. And I think if you look at his, like he was like Virginia's whatever six A or whatever the uh, classification, like player of the year, and he was made a ton of plays on defense, was like a, a super productive player on offense. I mean, these guys aren't the same level of player that JOK was. Um, but you can, it's, it's similar smell sets, right? That's, that's, 
that's how you'd say it, right? They they have that kind of thing, and that and that's what you're kind of looking for when like so Jack Kaiser as a rover, it's a different like he's not he's more of like an old school Sam, even though he's a good athlete, he doesn't quite fit that where House and Rezac kind of do fit more of that. And to me, it's more of a signal that they want to have that kind of guy um, as an option, yeah. right? They uh, Or maybe multiple kind of guys, because they don't really have that. They That was one thing where um, Notre Dame was kind of uh, veering towards that when with Clark Lee, where they were like, oh, we want to find this kind of guy. And then they kind of went away from it, right? And um, and I think that's part of the reason. Part of the reason that they played like almost exclusively nickel last year mm-hmm. was because Tariq Basie's one of the best guys on the team, so they want to play him. He's a great player at nickel. That's part of it. And the other yeah. part is, I don't think they had somebody that they felt was like the right fit at Rover. Like, yeah, Jack Kaiser was the starting Rover. The guy barely ever lined up out of the box when he played. He played right. at a, as an inside linebacker. Yeah. Right. So. Um, you know, I see this all the time where these people are like, oh, yeah, well, Jack Kaiser's a rover. How's he going to make the switch? I'm like, yeah. did you watch the games last year? He, he made he made the switch. Like, that was a thing that was, uh, like, actively happening. And I think you want to just be in a position, especially because there's so many teams that uh, spread to run, right? Not spread to pass, right? Especially, like, um, like those year-and-shoot teams, especially, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. spread to run. And when you play those teams, you don't necessarily want to have, um, uh, you know, a tiny like slot corner out there. You want to have a bigger option, uh, but a guy who's athletic enough to play on the perimeter. And that's kind of how I see a guy like house. Yeah. And, and, and they are definitely chasing that JOK skill set, you know? And um, I was, I was, if, and if anyone hasn't caught my interview with Sean Crawford that I did on, I guess it was Wednesday, um, check it out. It's on, it's on the, podcast feeds and it's on the YouTube channel. So check out the interview I did with Sean Crawford, but we talked a lot about the the nickel position and how it's so, and he, he said one of his favorite parts of playing the position was all the run fits and the, how active he was in the running game and how, how much that was such a factor in, in that spot. And I asked him, you know, at the end of the interview, like who the best player he ever played with was, and he's someone, you know, obviously he played next to Kyle Hamilton. So I thought that might be his answer. He said, JOK. And he said it was not even close. Right. And so that just kind of shows like someone who's able to play that position, play it well. I mean, that makes such a big difference on the defense. And we, you know, we kind of talked about how they could match up with whoever because he was such a good athlete. He could cover and then he could play in the box as well. It's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like changes the math is a, is a way to, a lot of people talk about players like this um, to talk about players like Kamari house and Teddy Rezac. And they're, they're looking for those kind of, I mean, even Kennedy or locker, right? Like that's, you're looking for that. Um, you're looking for that skill set, And so that's what um, I, I think Notre Dame is after. And, and I think that's smart. I, I think that's a smart way to go about it. You right. You want to find these guys who, you know, I, I think a lot of the time, and we talk about guys who are quote unquote underrated, Right. Jeremiah Wusukormoa went the second round of the NFL draft because his position, a lot of defenses don't have really a spot for him. They don't have a spot for the way that he plays. And I think that's true of Notre Dame's defense as well. And that's why I think you would see Notre Dame take a chance on someone like, or I don't want to say take a chance on, but like evaluate a player like uh, Teddy Rizak and evaluate a player like, like Kamari House. And, and someone like Jack Kaiser, right? Even even them, like that is that those they value them in a different kind of way than other schools will because they don't really have a role for a player like that. And Notre Dame does, yeah. and so that that's why I think you would see Notre Dame jump on somebody um, uh, over you know some other schools who just don't really have a fit for them. Yeah, Go and I, I think there's something to taking great athletes and then like just utilizing them in the best way possible because if jeremiah wosu cormo went to another school he might have went to virginia and he might have sucked because or, or he just might have been just a guy he might have been just a yeah. guy 
Like, I mean, he wasn't going to suck, but he was just not going to be the kind of player. He was perfect yeah. for that spot. And But the thing is, too, is like, you know, previously to him, Asmar Bilal was the rover, right? The starting rover the previous year uh, before JOK um, became a starter there. And those guys are two, I mean, Bilal's a good athlete, but they're two completely different players. And you use JOK differently than you would Bilal, just like how when Drew Tranquil's there, I mean, Drew Tranquil's not the same as JOK. So, uh, I mean, although he's another good athlete, right? So that's the thing that, um, you know, matters the most is if you're getting these guys, one, it kind of increases what uh, the possibilities of what you can do, whether that's your base defense, whether that's sub packages or whatever. Um, and, and the other thing, it's finding guys who are just the best football players and getting them on the field and on the roll. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to what I just said about Bracey before, right? Like Bracey was one of the best 11 on defense. They needed to play him. They needed to play him. So, and imagine if they just said, okay, well, Bracey's one of the best 11. So he's going to play corner and then Hart, you're moving over to boundaries. Well, then Benjamin Morrison doesn't play. You know what I mean? And then you, you do that and that's the base. Then Benjamin Morrison never becomes the guy. Like, no, it, if, if you're getting the best 11, you adjust to your personnel and, and, and what you have. And um, I think that's super important. And it's always been the way to be the most successful in college football because your roster is just there's so much turnover, like yeah. from year to year that you have to be able to be able to play the best guys possible. Um, and, you know, you might have your base fundamentals, but you have to be able to switch and diversify based on the personnel you have. What do you think um, this means for like going after guys like, like I get, okay, I'll put it in a different way. Cause since we're talking about linebackers now, we think Rezac's going to be in the class fairly soon. Fairly yep. soon. Um, they already have Kenny Erlocker who fits that kind of skill set. They're going after Kamari House. Um, King Kingston Villama Asa, like he's he's his own kind of like he's a, he's in the middle. He's like a, a middle like will guy. Like he's not going to play on the outside. I mean, who knows? They might pin him up, put him in Viper. I don't know. Like I say he's in the middle, but maybe they like him in Viper. I don't know. But like you have him, you have Chris Cole, right? Who's going to be visiting official visit on June 9th to the 11th. So he's going to be coming in. And then you have uh Bodie Calhoun. So like who yeah. or Calhoun, like who of, of those guys, like who do you think Notre Dame ought to prioritize? I mean, I, I don't want to say Rezac because like he, Notre Dame has prioritized him. Like we think he's going to be in the class. So like, uh, like throwing, like put it, setting him aside, uh, throw him in a different category. But what about the other, the other guys there? Who like who do you think Notre Dame ought to prioritize? Assuming Rezac will be in the class. I mean, obviously, KVA is like, I mean, he's yeah, like he's in, he's also in his own category. Like yeah. he's he's got a spot that that's not even really getting. That's not even really getting. Uh, the, there's no point in that. Like, the, the, yeah. we won't even need to discuss him. He's a take. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I really kind of think it just kind of depends. I think you should really just, like, so Bodie Cahoon, if you're looking at him, I don't think that guy's the greatest linebacker right now, but he's a really good athlete. Yeah. He's a really good athlete. Like he's raw as a linebacker in terms mm -hmm. of like recognition and instincts and stuff like that. But you see that dude run, and obviously he's a great lacrosse player. You know, he's I believe he's committed to Ohio State as a lacrosse player, right? And mm. um, you can see like he's a really good athlete, and the best of him, you can see him developing into something. And it's like, I think. If you're not, first of all, it's not a great linebacker year. I mean, it's, it's just in general, I, it's, you know, I, I did that thing earlier in the week where it's, it's easily the, um, the position where, um, people hit on the least, right? They hit, they hit on the yeah. least in terms of turning guys into NFL guys because, and, you know, Matt did the thing from, uh, on, on Sunday Reflections where he talked about like the production of these guys who are like five star guys. And it's like, 
not good. Like there's, there's obviously some guys who are awesome. Right. And you know, it's, it's not like you're going to turn down, like, I mean, Jalen Smith and uh, Matt Mateo worked out pretty good. And obviously you want KVA, you want these top guys, but in terms of just like, as you go down, there's a lot of guys who miss because it's, it's one that takes intelligence, instincts, block destruction. You have to have like the, the physicality, but also the athleticism and all these other pieces that go with it and, and, and be like the quarterback out there. Like you, like you have to have like kind of multiple quarterbacks out there. So I, I think from that perspective, whoever you get, even if you think that uh, this guy is like just, outstanding unless you just know for sure like this guy's just like one of the smartest football players that out there and he's just, he's going to be play that fast because he's that guy i don't see that guy on the list so i would just take you know i, I think everybody is kind of in the same boat where you're just taking like these guys are all good athletes uh you try to get kva obviously it will sounds like you're gonna get rezac soon and then you take one one more guy I would say that you just, whether it's Cahoon, whoever, right? Like yeah. you, you take a guy who's an athlete that you think you can develop because that's really, you know, what it comes down to. Um, because there's just not that, like, even if you'd say like KVA is obviously like a very important guy. Well, the next step down for that, there isn't another KVA for them to yeah. go after. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, that's why he's so important because I see he does check all these boxes and everybody else is like, this kid's a really good athlete. He's going to need some time. I mean, fortunately, when I look at like Notre Dame and where they're at a linebacker, I mean, they got a really good young group of linebackers. So those guys are going to have time. Yeah. And, and I was thinking like KVA is, he's a, a, a absolute take, but it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about, having a backup plan to him because they're really happy with Nolan Ziegler. They're really happy with Drake Bowen inside. They, they like Preston Zinter, right? We're like, we know. So like they did such a good job in the previous two classes that it, it's not just like a, like a five alarm fire. If you don't end up with someone like KVA, like you swing for him, of course, because he's a great player or they think he's a great player and you're going to get him in the class. But if you don't hit him, like it's not the worst thing in the world. Right. And, but I do think they think like we need someone of the skill set, like, like House or Rezac in the class or Kennedy or Locker. Um, before we get off the linebackers, let, let's talk about Rezac because we haven't, we've spoken about him, but we haven't actually like looked at his film and stuff. So I'm going to put up some tape of him and then we, we could talk about what he brings to the table, Jamie. So obviously he's like a multi position guy. I mean, yeah. you see him drop here. Um, like, you know, the fluid athlete with ball skills, you see him come off the edge here make a guy miss, you know, blitz, you can see him do these kind of things. And um, it fits into, um, you know, it fits the kind of skill set. Um, Xander, just stop talking. And you're, you're making a fool of yourself. Like it's, it's really like, stop it, buddy. Um, but this is what I like the most when you see him uh, make plays in space, right? Quick down on the ball, physical, he's a physical rap tackler um he's a guy that you, you don't see it too much at this where he's like working through trash obviously he's not a guy who plays as a, like an inside linebacker right yeah um and obviously this is just him making plays as a receiver so this is just the athletic part right but mm. it's it's for me it's him being able to take proper angles show the kind of speed to make the make plays on the perimeter and like that that is going to determine whether or not like he's successful if he's a rover, right? That's what it all comes down to, yeah. right? Can you go and can do you have the speed? Do you have the speed and the athleticism? Um, and are you a good enough tackler to make those plays on the perimeter? Because that's what determines success um, at, yeah. at that position, really. Because um, you know he has all these other things where you don't see enough of him like blitzing. You see like bits and pieces of it right you see that but you don't see him like having to take on blocks you don't see him having to make reads from inside the box right so that part is all projectable um but i think like if you're thinking about like 
Um, obviously, he's a different uh, DeMarvin Overshone, who played at Texas, right? And he was like a really highly recruited guy. He was like a top 50 guy, right? Mm. But he was like a 6'4", 200-pound safety. But he was always a tweener. He was always this guy, whatever. And then he ended up playing two years at safety, and it, it didn't really like fit with him. Then he moved to linebacker, and it was a bit of a process. He wasn't like an impact guy right away. And normally you see like a top 50 guy, that guy doesn't stay five years, but that's what happened with him. And you just saw like year three, first year linebacker, you're like, okay, this is a guy who can play, like he's now this is like a better fit for him. And then all of like the recognition, the instincts, all that kind of stuff started to hit for him. And then you started to see, and he obviously grew, he was 6'4", 200, he ended up being like 6'4", 225, 230, right? Um, and that's kind of where he ended up being. And that's kind of how I would see uh, Rezac is like, obviously similar frame. Um, I mean, I wouldn't kind of put him in the same, maybe total category, like uh, Overshone was a better football player than, than him at that time. But that's the kind of player I could see him become later on is that yeah. type of player. Yeah. Who was the, the guy you were, you were comparing Erlocker to from Cincinnati? The if it was like uh Darrell White. Right. So he played like he played a position that was it was just kind of it kind of in no man's land there, where it's like you're not really yeah, linebacker, you're not a, really a safety. They called it sniper. Um, and it was like they're kind of similar to a rover, but it was like because they played that three three five, so a lot of times he's like overhang player. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's like an over it's a it's I'd be believe it's like was like seven off and two inside of uh the inside receiver or yeah. whatever whatever it typically was right like so yeah it is kind of no man's land right yeah and, um it's not like you're totally like splitting the difference but it's like yeah you are um you're out there kind of on an island almost right and you have to be able to guy be a reaction but also you can do a lot of things with that in terms of blitz that's what they did with him too you have to be able to come. It's like you kind of have to be that hybrid guy in terms of like being a downhill player. Um, and I would say with him, the reason why I I made that comp for him one because I think Erlocker is probably going to like as of right now. I think it's presumptuous to say that he's going to be two sixty or whatever his dad ended up like whatever yeah, yeah, right yeah. like yeah. But he was so. But even if Erlocker is like an undersized type of guy. That is, it's a downhill player. They didn't ask him to go and do too much in coverage, right? In terms of like um, carrying anything vertically, like that wasn't his role. Like every once in a while they would, but that that, that wasn't his main priority. Um, like much more where you'd match up with tight ends than you would um, like a little slot or something like that. Yeah, and and I think for Rezac too. So it's like I think him. I think he just operate in in the in that gray area where everything is either lateral or moving forward, right? Because he's the thing. Rezac, he's gonna be like two twenty. He's gonna be a big, right? So like I don't like I I just well he's gonna be really big, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think, and that's why I think, um, I, that's why I think that. They that they see him in that role, right? They see him in that size. Like he's obviously going to get, he's going to be a big guy. He's a really good athlete. He can run. He's straightforward. So like that's where like they they obviously have because this is this the thing with Kamari House too. Like they obviously have a position in mind for these guys that it's like they're not going to be in the junk inside taking on blockers all the time. Like they obviously clearly see them being in space, and if yeah. and, and those guys can live in that no man's land where it's like you can't really account for them inside like it's like no one's gonna see them it's like oh they're like they're gonna count them in the box right like but they're gonna be heavily involved in the run game they can also be involved in that little intermediate area like the hook to curl area in the passing game and that sort of thing like so that's where and this is like a this is like a highly like an NFL, like in the NFL, there are positions like this, right? And that's where Al Golden kind of comes in. It's like he has a way to use guys like this, right? Where maybe other teams yeah. don't, right? So that, that I think that's kind of it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the star position for Alabama, right? Like sometimes they yeah. get these guys. And th there, there was a uh, Sinceri, 
for Alabama. Yeah. Like he played that star position. He was a, he was a nothing recruit. Like he wasn't. And and but like he was a great player for Alabama He's and he did a great smart guy and like right. really and like that's where he that's where he kind of thrived and and I think yeah. that's the type of player that they're looking um, for. And I think Rizak could fit that mold really well. Well, it, it, the other thing is that like that was also Minka Fitzpatrick's position. And obviously yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick was like a superior athlete, but that's the kind of thing that just shows like the diversity that you can have there. And I think one of the things too that it might um, indicate is that um, so Marcus Freeman tried to kind of like shoehorn a bit of that. Um, um, God, I can't even remember what they called their three, three, five dollar, right? They kind yeah. of shoehorn dollar um, that first year. And it just was like the moment that Maris got hurt and it was like they're playing JD Bertrand as an overhang player. That was like, you got to just throw it out of the thing. And they didn't. And I think they paid for it. And then obviously later in the year, they stopped doing it. Right. Yeah. But you saw, like, I think that was specifically in that Cincinnati game. Like he kind of got exposed in, in that thing because he's not a space player. That's not who Bertrand is. Right. Like Bertrand is, is an inside linebacker. Right. So um, that's the thing you, if you want to go that and you want to do these other things and maybe like be more game plan specific to say like maybe some teams playing dollar is going to be the best solution or like another kind of sub package, right? Big dime, whatever you want, whatever they want to run, right? Is going to be like the most successful defense for that week. Well, you have to have the athletes to be able to do that. You have to have the people that are versatile enough to do that. So, um, that's what I would think that the, the kind of direction that they're going is they want to have more options for that kind of stuff and like kind of utilize the roster rather than having like, okay, well, we're getting this guy and he's going to be the fourth team Mike linebacker. And that's how I kind of see it. Like that's how they're kind of building the, the roster. Yeah. Um, so David Solomon says uh, 11 out of our 14 recruits are ranked outside of uh, the 247 uh cj carr uh cam williams and peter jones and jones is barely inside the top 247 yet somehow we have the fourth ranked class um i do want to talk about because because people are noting like there are a lot of like um uh, james lawrence zenzi right um not everything is star rankings but i will say we're taking a lot of flyers on low-rated prospects on the defensive side this cycle and i don't even think it's frankly i, I don't even really think it's just defensive right like they are they, they are because even on offense, like the wide receivers, right? Like we we are very we are very high on them, but I think nationally, like they're just not national guys, right? Um, I mean, I think uh, what's his name, uh, Isaiah Canyon, isn't he in the top two hundred? I, th I thought he well, was. They're okay. That's the the that's the problem is that, and it's not Dave Solomon or or James Lawrence Dempsey's fault. Is that you're looking at twenty four two four seven is twenty four sevens ranking. Yeah, the, the team rankings are the composite rankings. The composite rankings, yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is that there's a lot of guys in the class, not just Notre Dame class, but in the class in general. There's not a lot of consensus on guys. There's, yeah. and I think one of the things too, especially because on three has been added to the mix as like another thing. Like their rankings are way in one direction compared to think like they're the one who has like cj carl as like the 12th rated quarterback yeah. in the class right but then on the other hand they have like isaiah canyon i think it's like a top 100 guy for them right and they're one of the i like bryce young is a top 200 guy for them like they have a bunch of different rankings you know that are like up and down and that just so from that perspective it probably is best to look at the the composite for all this kind of stuff. And if you look at the composite, uh, okay. Yeah. So they have, you know, five guys. Oh, sorry. See, Peter Jones isn't even the top two. He's 251 in the composite, but it's like, or, I mean, you could say Micah Gilbert is 260. It's like, Okay, like, are we just gonna cut it off there? Like, well, the other part too is like you, the reason they have fourth ranked classes that's from the composite and not yeah two forty sevens in house. Um, 
I think Jason Smith brings up a good point here about um, uh, one thing the staff is definitely getting in are more athletic and longer guys. Like that was the point that I was going to make. So that this is a really good point by Jason is that they are really like you talked uh, a couple shows ago, or maybe it was last show about like the big skill kind of yeah. body type and, and the, and the, the, the speed element, like they, they, this is a very fast class right now. And, and they are, that is what they are after speed and length. And I think that is a thing that Notre Dame has not really had. And especially the explosiveness aspect, like all of these wide receivers that they have right now are like super explosive. Like, I, 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 like that's what excites me as an analyst and just thinking about what this team could be going forward. Like they're a very fast class. Like I didn't think like last year's recruiting class, like, or at the receiver position, like Jane Greyhouse, good player, Rico Flores, good player. I don't see them as like speed guys, like d- dangerous. This guy is going to run by me if I mess around a little bit. Right. Braylon James is a fast guy. Caleb Smith is obviously a fast guy, but like all the, the like the other two, like they, they just don't really fit that bill. I don't think that there is any one guy in this class who doesn't wouldn't give a defensive back like a lot of pause and just like he, he he's going to cause me a problem. So that's kind of how I view it. Like I and I, and I think I, I, from a fan point of view, when you're just looking at the rankings and stuff like I could see being like, why are they what? Like, I don't like this. But like even Rezac, right? Like he can run. He can absolutely run. Right. And Notre Dame has verified that. And, th- and, th- and that's probably a big deal as to why he got the offer that he got, because he, he can run. He's, 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 he's a really good athlete. Well, okay. He, this is the other thing. So it, so people understand how a lot of these rankings work. So like, so a guy like Owen Waffle, right? Yeah. Owen Waffle commits super early. Um, you know, he's not going to camps. He's not going and getting tested. So if you don't go to these camps, like you see report, you don't go to uh, uh, Under Armour camp, you don't whatever. And you don't have like these verified measurables. These people just like, they don't, they, they always just move you down. That's how it works, right? They don't, I mean, it's not like they don't look at the film. They do look at the film. I'm not trying to say it's that, but they definitely like bump guys up because they're like, oh, like Isaiah Canyon is a perfect example. He's a guy who had verified testing numbers at a camp. And that's one of the things where people were like, whoa. And that's why he went way, way up, right? So that's a big part of it, right? That's a big part of it, right? Like where um with, with some of these guys but then also like i mean there's also going to be a difference of opinion with a lot of these guys like where you're like i mean kennedy Erlocker is ranked higher than cole mullins in the composite and i mean i wouldn't put them close i would put cole mullins quite a bit higher than kennedy Erlocker for me right like i think cole mullins is like a four-star kid and kennedy Erlocker is not so I, it's just, you got to make your own evaluations. You see where guys end up. There's obviously like a lot of time left in um, the process, but I, I do think um, people are right to question because it's just proven. Like the more higher ranked guys you have on your team, on your roster, the better chance you have at winning. Like that's, how it typically works right um in saying that they do change i mean rankings change i mean they certainly get guys wrong and stuff too um i don't think i mean i wouldn't put this class to where if i compared this class to where the class was last year at this time i'd say last year's class was better than this year's class for sure um especially on the defensive side of the ball um but then uh, you got to wait. I, I think you look at it, where are they going to be at in in June after all these visits where you look at Elijah Rushing, um, you know, KVA, uh, you know, Justin Scott, whatever, right? All these guys. And then all of a sudden it just changes the whole narrative of everything. Like, so where are they going to be at with those guys? And you just kind of look at it from there. Um, and where are guys going to end up eventually, yeah. right? So. All right, let's um what I want to do is I want to uh did I put it in here? Yeah. Should be here, right? Oh no, no. Um, we're going to go through the off, the the official visits and we're going to talk about who's visiting, 
um, and what date, and then we'll just kind of go through like how important they are to the, the class and that sort of thing. Um, I have to get up the slides for some reason. I did not do that before. So, um, it's interesting. And we got to talk about running backs too, Jamie, because, um, we haven't talked about them at all. And they, they obviously have Aeneas Williams who's in the class. Um, do, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go get up. They have Aeneas Williams in the class. Um, and they want to add a second one and it looks like they're prioritizing a bigger back, Jamie. What do you think about that? Just them prioritizing a bigger back in the class. Do, do you like that? Cause I know like Darian Dupree is a smaller like, kind of, I don't want to say scat yeah. back because that's such an old term, but like he's a smaller back, like theoretic type. Yeah. He's more, um, he's more like, uh, Williams yeah. than, than, uh, than the other guys. Right. Um, I mean, I think it's good. Obviously you I would assume, I think it's safe to assume that, uh, you know, Stanley's going to have a big year yeah. and then he's probably not going to be yeah. at Notre Dame. Like that's just how it works with running backs. Like he shouldn't stay if he has a big year, like he should go like, so, and then if he, it, when he leaves, you don't have anybody else like that. Right. You don't have anybody else like that. So, yeah, you want to kind of have I think you you want to have it's like almost like building like a basketball roster. You want to have different guys. Right. You want to have bigs. You want to have, uh, you know, shooters. You want to have three and D guys, whatever. Right. That's kind of like how you're looking at what you're going to have at, in a receiver room or a running back room. You want to have, uh, you know, diversity of talent there. So that's the way I would kind of look at it is it makes sense to go that route. Um, although in saying that, I mean, personally, just straight up. I prefer Darian Dupree to everybody else just as a straight prospect, but that doesn't mean it's better for Notre Dame. So I very much agree with that. I like, I like Darian Dupree a lot. Um, That's just my, that's just my opinion. Um, uh, Michael, we will talk about, he's asking the latest with Jalen McClain. In my, in my opinion, Notre Dame, he's a young man. We're going to be talking about him a little bit later because uh, he said an official visit. So we're going to be talking about him. Um, all right. So June 2nd through the 4th, uh, the official visitors for Notre Dame. Offensive lineman Gerby Lambert. Running back Kedron Young. Uh, defensive end Jalen Harvey. Uh, DB uh, Paul Menke, who's a safety. Uh, O-lineman Grant, Grant Bricks. And a defensive of Malachi Williams. So this is a really big class in terms of – a big uh, visit weekend in terms of uh, like very – needed on the offensive line like Gerby Lambert and Grant Bricks like I think Jamie if, if Notre Dame if if those two guys left this this visit and they said we want to come to Notre Dame they're automatic takes right like that's a no no brainer it, would you then would you shut down a line at that point yes yeah I, I would yeah. so that's the kind of thing where I mean I don't I don't know how what Styles Prescott is thinking because I think a lot of people thought he was already going to be committed but it's the kind of thing where they might decide that just like, well, you know, the boat's full, right. If, if that was to happen, but I mean, in saying that, I, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Lambert, who knows what's going to happen with bricks, because obviously he might still take other visits and stuff too. Um, but yeah, I think from there, um, the only thing I would worry about is like bricks. I don't think he's a hundred percent. He's probably more of a swing guy. So I I'm, could be a guard. So he's not a hundred percent a tackle and Lambert. I mean, I know everyone's like, man, this guy's the answer to everyone's tackle. He might be a guard. Like he could yeah. be a guard. I think he probably is going to play tackle, but it's not like a hundred percent assured thing. So, um, but either way, this is just not a great class. They are two of the better prospects. They're definitely the two best that Notre Dame is in on right now. Get them calling today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, James Lawrence Zenzi. Uh, I want them to land the Rhode Island transfer to play safety. He's got two years of eligibility and physical. Um, I think the latest intel is we feel really good about that. That's I think that's how we feel. Um, but we'll see, right? It, you know, Notre Dame, obviously. But, I mean, he would fit a need in terms of he would have two years, right? And they, they want someone with multiple years of eligibility. And I think he's he's a good he's a good fit next to – I mean, you got to think of everyone in terms of how do they play – with Xavier Watts because he's going to be the one guy who's like a definite going to happen, and I think uh, I, I think that's going to be a uh, a good thing for Notre Dame. So let's see, let's see how it turns out. But I think they're in a really good spot. Um, 
Okay, uh, let's do. Let's talk about Kedron Young a little bit, right? So we uh, we obviously we prefer Darian Dupree, but I I, I like Kedron Young as a football player. Um, let's look at his uh, highlights here, and Jamie, we can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you see, he's a big, he's a big kid, but like he's got good feet. Um, I think really similar to Esteme in a lot of ways, right? Where, um, you know, in that kind of thing, where like a big man with with better feet than you kind of expect. Yeah. Um, just a physical, just like I would say, like he's like a relentless runner is is the best way to kind of put it. You want to um, hear? You want to hear my take, Jamie? Yeah. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Okay. Yeah. That's my take. Um, yeah, I, I mean, okay. Obviously you see this guy hitting a home run here and that's mm. great, but I don't think he's a home running girl. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see a guy with like elite burst. Um, he, he's a guy, he's, I would say probably more similar to a STEMI than, um, than that where you're like, okay, like this is a guy who can hit the double, yeah. right. But he's not going to be like a guy who's, you know, scoring from 60, on um at the college level too often not from what i see from them but like great vision great i mean that's great feet there great cut yeah. right great vision all that right you just want to see that so i really i i really really like them um and i i think like the way that i i think my comp for him was like rich man's tony jones so oh. like um who who obviously was a good player uh for notre dame right and did had a good thing he was like good vision was was like a physical runner but i think young is like the best version uh, of, of that right is yeah. the best version of that so i mean i don't know man tony jones, tony jones can't hit the home run he's got an 85 yarder what is going I on with tony jones i i have no i i what i i don't know what to make of tony jones jr even today it's it's crazy well, I mean, I, I always loved him as a player. Um, and he obviously played, uh, you know, played a lot of good football for Notre Dame. Right. And yeah. he's a guy who would have, if he would have came back, he could have started for a couple of years and, and man, he's made NFL rosters, right. He, he He's made NFL rosters. So I think he's um, probably a little bit underappreciated really um, in terms of what he did because he wasn't at the level of, Dexter Williams or Josh Adams, but yeah, I mean, he was a good player. And I think Kedron Young is like a better version of that. Is what what, one thing that, that Kedron Young just did and that Tony Jones was actually really good at is he used, um, he used a hit, like an attempted tackle as a way to evade the defense. So like he would absorb a tackle and then be able to like kind of make a cut off of that it's just like he got hit on the side, but he also had someone coming from his left and he was able to absorb that hit and ha use that to move himself around the corner and score a touchdown. Tony Jones used to do that. Like he used to take a hit on the side and then bounce off it and then kind of break, make a break. And it's like defenders don't anticipate that they, when, when a defender sees a hit coming, they assume that they are, their target is going to be where that hit happens. And so when yeah. a player is able to absorb the hit, a running back is able to absorb the hit and make a cut off of that and use the momentum of the hit to make a move. That's where it's like th th this was there was a run in the USC game. He made a long run in the USC game in 2019. Tony Jones did where it's like he had a hit from the side and he was able to make cut off of players. And, and like Kedron Young is very good at that. And so that, I think yeah. that's like a pretty like a kind of a it's a it's a very running back thing. Right. So like you don't get this a lot from like guys who convert to running back, like, like Chris Tyree, not good at this. Like that is not a thing that he is good at. Right. Yeah. Guys like Tony Jones, Jr. And Kedron Young, like they're very good at that. So I think that's a big, yeah. Thing. Just like, uh, yeah. Pure running backs. Pure running yeah. backs. Yeah. Um, uh, rumors that there is good news coming. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see Jamie. Stay could, tuned. Could be. Stay tuned. Could be. Um, all right. Uh, let's let's talk some more about Paul Mankey Jr. Uh, so I have I like him as a player. I like him as a player. I would rank him behind Gallegos. Uh, yeah. I would rank him behind Duan Lane, and I would rank him behind uh, uh, Jalen McClain as well, who we're going to talk about later. Uh, it, it's not like if he comes, 
I think that's a good take, and I think he's a good player for Notre Dame. I just like those guys better. I think they bring, like, like right now, just like a higher level of play. Um, but he's a good football player. Um, and then Grant Bricks, uh, again, Jamie, and uh, Malachi Williams, just important, important players. Malachi Williams is super important. Prospect. Yeah. Like that's, he's, he's, he's the, the, guy he's the Viper, yeah. Uh, elite pass rush potential. Yeah. Elite yeah. pass rush potential. Great motor, super twitchy guy. Yeah. Um, Jason Smith, uh, hopefully for Xander, it's reset committed. It might be a couple of things. Might not just be one thing. Um, all right, let's move on to the next weekend, June 6th through 8th, official visitors, DB Davis Andrews and running back Xavier Robinson. Um, Davis Andrews, we've talked about, uh, and, and you guys were talking about, uh, on power hour that Andrews is kind of like a 2026 recruit yeah, because he's going to take his mission. So he's kind of on down the line. So we'll see what happens there. Xavier Robinson. Now this is a big, big guy. I mean, this is like, uh, like, I don't think he's as big as Brandon Jacobs, but like in that kind of mold, uh, what I will say is he has, he has more long speed than you would think for someone of his size. And so that's why I think he's viable as, as a take here. Um, cause I, I think once he gets in the secondary, he, he can do some stuff, Jamie, what do you see from Xavier Robinson? I mean, I think he's, he's pretty similar. I mean, obviously he's kind of fits with, uh, um, in that Kedron young mold, right. It's like, yeah. yeah like you said, he's bigger, like he's taller. Yeah. Bigger, yeah like, yeah. like he might be like a two fifty guy or something yeah. by, by the yeah. time, like, and maybe look like he could probably carry it pretty well. Like he's kind of got that, but. I think he's like a pretty, he's pretty smooth for a big guy. Like mm-hmm. um, just a lot of like smooth cuts. Um, I think he's also another guy who sets up his blocks well. Um, smooth vision. I just he's not uh, another guy with not like quite elite burst, right? Not elite burst, but that's not what you're at. That's not what you're recruiting him for, right? Right. That's not what you're recruiting him for. Um, you're bringing him to be. Uh, a hammer right you're bringing him to be a hammer but he's also a guy with better feet and better vision than a guy who's just going to slam into the line and be a short yardage guy right so um i like him i i definitely like him uh yeah i but i would put young ahead of him uh but definitely a good back and obviously you can see like this is he a lot of small guy traits for a big guy yeah yeah and 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 so this is like they're if they're after like the big back thumper type, then yeah, I mean obviously this is he he fits that mold absolutely. Um, it, it concerns me a little bit because you, you're saying he he's not the big like elite burst. We don't think Kedron Young has elite burst, and I don't know. I mean they're really banking on Aeneas Williams to be that guy. I mean you also have to factor into like Jeremiah Love is he definitely fits that description like of a guy with the elite burst that he has. Um, and so, you know, you kind of – you have to look at it, and I guess in, in a two-class kind of scenario here. Um, but, like, Aeneas Williams paired with one of these guys, like, how fast is this group going to be? Um, that concerns me. I, I think if you're looking at running back, like, you really need to be focusing on, like, guys who can who can really hit the home run. and um, Which which is why Dupree, I like him because right, I think right, he has more of that. Yeah, yeah same, same. But, I mean, we'll see, right? We'll, we'll see – um, how it goes. He said an official visit for Notre Dame. And so uh, we'll see, we'll see what, what, what comes of that. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next weekend, June 9th through the 11th. This is obviously a very uh, packed weekend for recruiting. Uh, so defensive end, Logan Thomas, tight end Carter Nelson, uh, Bodie Cahoon, who we've talked about, Teddy Rizak, who we've talked about, uh, Elijah Rushing, Marquise Gallegos, Chris Cole, and Oliver Miles. Oliver Miles, put together a triple jump, Jamie, that is frankly stellar top three in the nation in the nation. Like that is, you are what, I mean, that is a 50 feet, 10 inches as a triple jumper. And it's weird too, because his, his long jump is just, is that like 22 feet, like under 23 feet, which like that doesn't calculate to me really. Like maybe he just likes the triple jump and that's what he focuses on. But um, 50 feet, 10. I mean, if you're taking someone as an athlete, that is, that is an athlete. That is an athletic uh, thing to do. I think too. And like people will probably, well, one, because he does that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing that gets you up in the rankings. Like he, people, yeah. they will move him up specifically because of that. Um, because so like Cam Williams guy, as well. Yeah. And, and he's a guy who 
plays quarterback, so there isn't a ton of him playing safety. So it's all projectable, but you're like, man, this guy's an elite athlete. And we think that he's got a chance to be something. So um, that's kind of like the category that he, that he fits in. I mean, we talked about a lot of these guys already. I'll take Chris Cole. The one thing about Cole is he fits the exact same thing as what we were talking about before, that type of player, right? Like he's a space player. He's a space player, really good perimeter player. Um, I wouldn't, uh, you know, Jason Smith mentioned, I hope Teddy doesn't scare up guys like Cole. I mean, what do you mean? Like the, like Notre Dame is going to be not on him because I'm pretty sure he's not going to be scared off by Rezac. Uh, like he's not going to be like, oh, I don't want to, I'm not going to take, uh, I'm not going to be interested in Notre Dame because of that. I think it's more of like, I mean, the guy's got a lot of options. Like yeah. he just Alabama just offered him, right? Like he's got a lot of options. So, but I think, yeah, he's in that kind of mold where it looks like really like, um, they that's what they want is more of that kind of athlete that space backer in this class. Uh, they won't sound like they want to take two of them. Right. So, yeah. uh, I don't think he, they would be scared off by him, uh, or else they wouldn't have offered house when you already kind of have a pretty good idea that you're going to get to uh, Rezac. Right. So, um, and then Carter Nelson, if they're going to take a second uh, tight end in this class, he's the type of guy you take. He's a mm. great athlete. Um, you know, another like guy who's like a basketball player too. Um, just one of these guys, I think he's, I mean, obviously not as big, not even close to as big as really as an Eli Raritan, but in that same kind of thing where you're like, oh, this guy's ceiling is just sky high, like really, really, really high. And obviously like George is after him. Um, you know, Alabama offered him to after, uh, you know, Tommy Reese went there, like, um, obviously Nebraska wants him to like, there's, um, it's, it's going to be stiff competition for him, but like no one, literally no one has done as well with developing tight ends as Notre Dame. So maybe that's something that can, uh, really help separate them because adding him, uh, to, um, you know, what they already have in the class, like, I think you know, you take a couple, couple tight ends there. I think they're going to be fine. They're going to be really good. But if they only end up with uh, just the one, I think they'll ultimately be fine as well. I don't think they should take someone just to take someone. It's got to be someone at that level. Um, and rushing who, I mean, I don't think we need to go into him too deep. Everybody kind of knows where he's ranked, but he's someone for me who took like a huge jump he always had like the great tools as a sophomore. He took a huge jump as a junior. Um, I mean, he's a monster. He's like kind of almost like built like a Gervon Dexter, like a guy who went to uh, um, Florida. Um, and, but like he just was a lot twitchier, um, a lot more um, flexible in terms of, uh, you know, his ability to kind of like get to the quarterback um, and uh, just speed to power, great long arm. Like, I think, I mean, he would be top of the top in terms of a uh, guy that can land in this class. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about Logan Thomas, Jamie? Logan Thomas, another Viper type, right? So obviously he's in that same mold as uh, Malachi Williams. Uh, really, really good prospect. A guy who, if you watch his film, you could see like, as the season went on, he got better and better. And you always love to see that. Um, so, um, and he was playing kind of like all over the place, but really when he kind of settled in on the edge, he got better. He had a great, um, you know, uh, well, I guess it's not the army camp or Adidas, whatever the, the, the national combine that they have down in San Antonio that uh, Christian watched him at and he was dominant there. Um, just like a really good uh, Viper type uh, edge rusher, twitchy guy um, who, needs to add weight get a lot bigger same with malachi williams both those guys do that's the type of athlete you want there on the edge yeah and then uh marquis gallegos um he's my top safety on the board um that i mean he's so for me he's very important very important yeah uh, i would put him up for them he's one me. of the most important guys left on the board sure. yeah yeah so they need to they need to do a good job there um it's just vital right and and and, and now you know matt has been saying he thinks Notre Dame is going to turn down safeties. I could see it now, actually. Like I could see them having a like having to say no to someone like Mankey. 
where it's like if you land Gallegos and you landed Lane or McLean, then I could see them being like, maybe not. I don't think they should, frankly. They should not. They should not treat I – don't, I don't think they should treat Urlacher as a safety. I think they need to treat him as an athlete and bring in three safeties. If those are if, – if you're turning down Mankey, then you have better have landed Gallegos, Lane, and McLean, in my opinion. Uh, because if, if you haven't landed those three, then Mankey, to me, is absolutely a take. So that's kind of how I see it. I want, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't, I, I think they're just so different. So it's like, if I was going to say like comparing Mankey and McLean, like I think Mankey might have a higher ceiling as an athlete, but McLean is like extremely high floor. Like he's going to be a good football player. Like I, I think he's, um, a Julian love type, you know, like, yeah. um, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be that good, but I'm just saying in terms of your like instincts, physicality, just like this guy's a baller. Like he's a baller. Like he's, he's going to be a guy that you're like that plays and will find a way to contribute during his career. I don't know if he's going to be like an elite, elite guy, but he's going to be a good player. Um, So that's the way I kind of see it. Where Mankey, I think, I mean, certainly there's a lot of good stuff on film from him, but like, I think it's more projectable. Yeah. Um, where you kind of see him um, and he's like, you know, he's longer, he's bigger, like that kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? Like um, how you see it. So I think based on kind of where they're at, I think like McLean would be like a really smart guy to take if he wants to come for sure, because that's like, you, I don't want to call it a guarantee because nothing's ever guaranteed, but he's the safest, I think, out of all yeah, and so he's Next the guy that goes. Next, yeah, so he, him, yeah. he set the uh, so he set a visit uh, that was confirmed by Matt today uh, for June 16th to the 18th in Kingston, Villa Asa. Uh, he's going to be on campus that that weekend as well. Um, I, I just think McLean. I, I think he can play multiple spots. Uh, it's like you said. There, there's just a lot of versatility there, and I think they need to. Um, I think they need to get on it. I mean, if they end up landing Antonio Carter. It, it helps them if they don't hit their top guys this class, you know, because he, he, I mean, in theory, he's around for two years. I mean, I, I don't think any of these guys are going to be like guys who play as freshmen. Right. Like, so that that's why it's like you, it helps you if you don't land it. But then it makes like 2025 like super important yeah. again. It's just yeah. like you don't want to have to do that. Like stop. Like don't stop looking to the next class. I think it's, you know? I, I think whatever they're going to end up with are guys who are going to be good, but it's just, they're not guys who are going to be They're They don't have a Kyle Hamilton. There's not yeah. going to be, I mean, and I mean, frankly, like how many Kyle Hamiltons are there out there? Well, right. Like you can't, you like not even like, you can't even say like, they don't have a Kyle Hamilton, like, because you just don't bank on that. Right. Like he's very rare, very rare. And so, but it's like, Brian Branch, you know, or the kid from uh, Alabama, like Jordan Battle, you know, like guys like yeah. that, right? Where it's like, you know, maybe they're uh, second round picks. And those or... guys played as freshmen, right? But they and they were good, but they played also more because it was like a weird year for Alabama where they didn't have the best safeties coming back. So, but they were good, but they weren't Kyle Hamilton good in yeah. that year, right? So it's just like, I mean, they were those guys would play right away at Notre Dame, but like they're. I mean, Notre Dame's not in on any of those guys. And really, there's not a ton of those guys. Safety is also just notoriously, like, there's just not a ton of elite guys year in, year out, which is why when there's a guy like Kyle Hamilton, it's like a, really a unicorn. Or Peyton Bowen. Yes. Yeah. You just, you just want to learn. He would have been a guy who probably could have started this year. Yeah. Um, but again, I would say... Um, Watch the Antonio Carter space. He was on campus recently, um, and we think there's traction there. So watch that space, everybody. Um, All right, Jamie. I I think it's a good place to leave it. I I messed up. We were going to talk about the the Under Armour thing. I mean, I guess in a way it's good that it wasn't because this is a long show already. Um, So we'll we'll talk about that on Tuesday. We're going to do a mailbag on Tuesday. 
Um, and so I'm, I'm asking someone to ask about the Under Armour. Someone yeah. asked about it in this, in this chat and I apologize for not getting it up, but yeah, I wanted to, we wanted to talk about that, but, uh, that'll, that'll come next week. So check us out, uh, next week on Tuesday on our normal time. And we'll talk about that. And then we're going to open it up to whatever question you want, whether it's uh, recruiting or the team or, or whatever. So that's, what's going to come up on Tuesday. Uh, check in with irisportsdaily.com. Uh, Bernie, don't that, that's that's dangerously close to Hamilton slander. Bernie, this guy's this the most positive guy in the world. Be, be careful. And then and he came in slanders on Kyle. Please don't. Uh, check, okay, stay locked in irsportsdaily.com. We, we think there's going to be some news. We've hinted at it a number of times uh, on this show. So stay locked in irsportsdaily.com. There's some stuff coming. Uh, Michael says, uh, thanks, Greg and Jamie. Truly enjoy your thoughts and intel on everything. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for being here. Thank, and thank you, everyone, for big, tuning bigger in. Bigger fan than Joe Long, who, who, who seemed to really hate on me. In the <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time catching the show, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell. Check us out on our podcast feeds. Links in the description below. All right, everybody. Have a good weekend. Have a good uh, Friday, and we will talk to you on Thursday.